Hi, Hippionians. It is a day that I have devoted to reading poetry. And today I'm kind of stepping out of my, I guess I would say, comfort zone, maybe. Um, I usually try to read poems that are under 25 lines in order to keep it short, simple, and sweet. But I decided today I was going to go with the pre-20th century poems. I don't know how long they are. If they're really long, um, we may only do two. If they're still kind of short, then obviously I'll read uh, a little bit more. But I don't want to, you know, take up a lot of you guys' time. I do appreciate you tuning in. And so let's jump right into the twenty pre-20th century readings. The Affliction of Richard by Robert Bridges Love not too much, but how, when thou hast made me such, and dost thy gifts bestow, how can I love too much? Though I must fear to lose, and drown my joy and care, with all its thorns I choose the path of love and prayer. Though thou I know not why, Dis kill my childish trust, that breach which toil did I repair because I must, in spite of frightening schemes which with which the fins of hell blasphemy three thee in my dreams, so far I have hoped well. But what the heavenly key, what marvel in me wrought, shall quiet excupulate thee. I have no shadow of thought. What am I that complain? The love from which began my question sad and vain justifies thee to man. Robert Bridges was born in Kent, England. He graduated from Oxford where he became friends with Jared Manley Hopkins before studying at St. Bartholomew's Hospital in London to become a doctor. His work in medicine was the inspiration for the poem On a Dead Child, 1879 through 1880. In 1881, he was able to quit medicine and dedicate himself to poetry. He is best known for his lyric poem, The Testament of Beauty, 1929, as well as his own poetry, Bridges wrote literary criticism and, edit, and edited other poets' work. Bridges served as poet laureate from, of England from 1913 to 1930. Okay, now let's go back. And we're going to read the next pre-20th century poem entitled, Ah, Why? because the dazzling sun and this is by Emily Brunette ah why because the dazzling sun restored my earth to joy have you departed everyone and left a desert sky although the night I'm sorry all through the night your glorious eyes were gazing down in mine and with a full heart's thankful sigh, I blessed that watch divine. I was at peace and drank your beams as they were life to me, and reveled in my changeful dreams like petrol on the sea. Thought 
followed thought, star followed star, the boundless regions on, while one sweet influence near and far thrilled through and proved us one. Why did the morning rise to break so great, so pure a spell, and scorch with fire the tranquil cheek where your cool radiance fell? Blood red he rose, an arrow straight, his fierce beam struck my brow, the soul of nature sprang elate. But mine sank sad and low, my lids closed down, yet through their veil I saw him blazing still, and bathed in gold and misty dale. And flash upon the hill, I turned me to the pillow then, to call back night and see your worlds of solemn light again throb with my heart in me. It would not do the pillow glowed and glowed both roof and floor and birds sang loudly in the wood and fresh wind shook the door. The curtains waved, the wakened flies were murmuring around my room imprisoned there till I should rise and give them leave to roam. O stars and dreams and gentle night, O night and stars return, and hide me from this hostile light that does not warm but burn, that drains the blood of suffering men, drinks tears instead of dew. Let me sleep through his blinding rain and only wake with you. Oh, of course, I love this poem. <laughs> Emily Brunettes, uh, she's also a very famous poem, poetry, uh, poet, excuse me. Um, and I had read some of her stuff in the past, but not as much, but I, I really did like that one. Um, her first verses, <clears throat> excuse me, appeared in a book with works um, by her sisters, Charlotte and Anne, pseudonymously titled Poems by career, Ellis, and Action Bell in order to conceal the author's gender. Emily's poems are distinguished from her siblings by their sober tone and visionary spirituality, qualities also found in her famous novel, Weathering Heights. I think we'll read one more and then we'll stop because it is kind of long. This one is uh, arts, science, living, religion, religion, um, kind of the the forefront of it, and it is entitled "No Coward Soul Is Mine." No coward soul is mine. No trembler in the world's storm, troubled sphere. I see heaven's glorious shine, and faith shines equal, arming me from fear. O God within my breast, Almighty, ever-present Deity, life that in me hast rest as i underlying life have power in thee vain are the thousand creeds that move men's hearts unutterably vain worthless as withered weeds or idolous froth amid the boundless main to waken doubt in one holding so fast by thy infinity so surely anchored on the steadfast rock of immortality with wide embracing love thy spirit animates eternal years pervades and broods above 
changes, sustains, dissolves, creates, and rears. Though earth and moon were gone, and suns and universe ceased to be, and thou wert left alone, every existence would exist in thee. There is not room for death, nor atom that his might could render void, since thou art being and breath, and what thou art may never be destroyed. Enough said. Amen. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for today. I do hope you enjoyed those readings. Again, check them out, poetryoutloud.org. Whatever kind of poetry you like, I'm sure you'll find it out there. Um, be blessed. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye.